My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Hallelujah. like the Holy Ghost awakened me the other night and spoke this to tell you this morning. He said, I don't want my people to use my name as a lucky charm, as a magical incantation because it is not a rabbit's foot. He said, my name can do everything my word said it can do but only if I am highly exalted in their hearts and in their lives. The higher I am, the higher I am in their life, the more my name impacts and affects their life. Because in order to be covered, you got to lift something above you. And, and then the umbrella or the canopy covers you if it's lifted above you. And that's what we need to do in this service is exalt. Now, I want to exalt Jesus with my words, but I want you to exalt Jesus in your hearts. That's what he told the priest in Malachi. He said, I'm going to curse your blessings if you don't set your heart to honor my name said, I will even take the blessings that I've given you and I will curse them if you don't set your heart to honor my name. So I want every person in this house today to set your heart to honor his name. And I think the best way to start that process, and I know there's a lot to that, but a, the, a good way to start the process is to lift your voice right now and praise His name. Like you're going to elevate Him. Not just get a feeling, but elevate Jesus in your life to the highest point. There's no one above you. There's no one equal to you. There's no one to replace you. There's no substitute for you. You and you alone are God. I will worship you in the house and in the assembly of the upright. I exalt you. I magnify you. And I glorify your name. So I take you to my text, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. Wherefore God 
also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Ephesians 1, 20 and 21 say, says this, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. That means that if that name is at work according to what the word is saying here and he's exalted in your life, there's no power, there's no dominion, there's no principality, there is nothing that can hinder you or stop you from doing God's will in your life. He's far above all, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. My text is simply this, the name above every name. It's above it all. Is it that way in your heart? It's got to be in your heart that way. And it's got to be above everything. God bless you. You may be seated. You can see the beauty, the power of that name hovering over the Old Testament like a beautiful mist settling upon a garden. It was the name of the Redeemer, the Messiah, that would right the wrongs that man had committed in the Garden of Eden. As a matter of fact, Solomon even thought of for a moment that God might reveal that name to him whenever he told him to pick up his pen and begin to write in the book of Proverbs, the name of the Lord is, and then he said it, a strong tower, and the righteous runneth therein and is safe. And then another time he began to write in the book of Ecclesiastes, and he said, thy name is, and then it just says, as ointment poured forth. And then Isaiah, the prophet who wrote more about the Messiah than any other prophet, took up his pen under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and said, unto us, a child is born and his name shall be called. Here it is. Wonderful. Not quite a name yet. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And then Jeremiah is he going to reveal it to Jeremiah? Is he going to tell Jeremiah his name? Thou art great and thy name is great. Not quite a name yet. And then Zechariah picks up his pen and writes, There is one Lord and his name is, here it is, one. <laughs> and so not quite yet, but then in the fullness of time, Gabriel comes to Mary and said, you shall call his name. All of the angels, the prophets, the patriarchs listened closely because so many times it seemed that they were so close to the name. And then finally, Gabriel tells Mary, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. I propose to the first Pentecostal church 
Jesus is the name which is above every name. It's at his name that every knee shall bow. Jesus is the key that unlocks the mysteries of the Bible. Jesus crucified is set forth and explains all of the Old Testament sacrifices. It was Jesus to whom Abel looked when he offered a better sacrifice than Cain. And it was of Jesus of whom Enoch spoke in the days of abounding witness, uh, wickedness before the flood. Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all. It was to Jesus that Abraham looked when he dwelt in the tents in the land of promise. And it was of Christ whom Jacob spoke to his son when he was dying and marked him Judah and said, The scepter shall not depart out of Judah nor the lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. Jesus is the substance of the ceremonial law given to Israel by the hand of Moses. He is the morning and the evening sacrifice for the Bible says from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord shall be praised. We have almost in every nation an apostolic church and definitely in every hemisphere and in every time zone. There is an apostolic church. So sometime in every 24-hour period, there is somebody who is awake praising God. When it's nighttime here, it's light on the other side of the planet. And when it's light and when it's dark there, it's light here. And I don't want to let down my part of praising his name. It is Jesus who fills the New Testament. The gospels are Jesus living, speaking, and moving among men. In the book of Acts, it was Jesus preached, published, and proclaimed. In the epistles, it was Jesus written about, explained, and exalted. And through the New Testament, there's only one name. There's only one name given in the, in the gospels. There's only one name given in the book of Acts. There's only one name given in the epistles. Uh, there's only one name given in the revelation, which is above every name. And that is the name of Jesus. Uh, there is no other name that even comes close to qualify. It has far greater value and more influence in history than any other name. The, the angel announced it to Joseph, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I'll tell you why your sins are forgiven and I love this Pentecostal church and all of you precious saints of God that are here in attendance. I love every one of you, but you can't move a single sin an inch, but there is power in the name of Jesus. That I don't care how far down you are. I don't care how messed up you are. There is power to redeem man. I don't care if you're from Africa, Asia, South America, Canada, or anywhere in the world. Jesus can save you from your sins. The name is above every name. The name of Jesus is faith's strongest rock. 
hope's brightest star, love's holiest shrine, the one who bears it has entranced poets and enhanced their words, enraptured musicians and enriched their harmonies, enthralled artists and enlarged their visions, enlightened scholars and enlivened their research. Jesus is truth's fairest jewel, time's choicest theme, life's strongest cord, light's clearest ray, purity's widest peak, joy's deepest tide, and glory's stateliest summit. Very few subjects in this world remain fresh enough and attractive enough to provoke continual attention and to draw out that worship and that sustained admiration. But I just mentioned that name in this house and people start clapping their hands. It's been 2,000 years since he was named, but yet it is still just as real and as fresh this morning as when the angel first spoke it to Joseph. It is in Jesus that the free bounties of God's grace and mercy are continually given to his people. His riches are unsearchable. His virtues are inestimable. And his glories are indescribable. Jesus, how sweet the name. It's like precious ointment poured forth. No fear can live in the sound of that name. It'll soothe the wounds of the most hurting heart with a bomb that'll take the anguish out of your spirit and turn it into wonderful peace. Jesus is still the answer for the social unrest that we're experiencing in, our, in America today. Jesus is still the answer for COVID-19 and living the dream in quarantine. Jesus is still the answer to all of the problems anywhere in the world. I tell you, I give you Jesus this morning. He is still the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. And I can't help but lift him. I can't help but exalt him in my heart. He doesn't get old. It's something new every morning. The cup of mercy is new. When you think you have drunk the last dreg of his mercy and there's nothing left. When you wake up in the morning and you come to church on a Sunday morning, the name of Jesus will allow you to drink it again. Jesus is still the answer. He's the answer to all your doubts. He's the spring of all your courage. He's the earnest of all of our hopes. He's the omnipotent force against every foe. He is the remedy for our weaknesses. He's the supply for our wants. He is the fullness of my desire. Jesus, at the mention of his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Jesus is our power. He is our righteousness. He is our sanctification. He is my justification. He is my redemption. He is my healer. He is my banner. He is my peace. He is my elder brother. He is my Lord. He is my savior. He is my king. He is my everything. He which was, which is, which is to come, the almighty God. 
Does anybody still believe in that name? You say, why speak that name is because it has power. The word of God teaches us and it's only through the word that we understand the power that's been given to that name. We would not be able to attribute it on our own, even though we may have had an experience, a supernatural one perhaps. We could not attribute it if the word of God did not imply and give us full evidence that he and he alone, God alone has given that name power that we can use it in prayer, that we can deal with demons. You say, well, I haven't seen much demons. Well, you need to look on the news because we've got demons everywhere and we need a church that's got authority. I'm not talking about labeling people. I'm talking about casting out a devil that is trying to destroy the church. I'm talking about standing against the spirit of Antichrist. And if you don't think it's out there and it's using all this turmoil to try to gain power, you better think again, friend. You're in the last days and the Antichrist is around the corner. But there's more power in the name of Jesus than in any Antichrist or in his ballistic missiles or his nuclear power. There's healing in the name of Jesus. Somebody can be healed of cancer this morning. Somebody can be healed of arthritis this morning. I come against every sickness. I come against all your fear in the name of Jesus. And I speak healing on this congregation. I speak blessing on this congregation. I speak deliverance on this congregation. I speak the power of the name of Jesus. Jesus. Sometimes we depend too much on ourselves and on other people, but it's really the name that does it. E.W. Kenyon wrote the measure of his ability. The measure of the ability of the name of Jesus is the measure of the value of that name. And all that God has invested in that name belongs to us. For Jesus gave us the unqualified use of his name. Peter relates directly to the name and tells the high priest it was the name that produced healing in the lame man at the gate. Beautiful. And then in Acts 4.12, after he was questioned, he declared, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When they saw the awe and the respect that Simon Peter had for that name, they, the high priest and all of the Sanhedrin got worried because they said they're in this name, they're doing all of these great miracles and people are going to start believing in that name. That's exactly what I want you to do this morning is because you can't be saved unless you believe in Jesus and you receive the fullness of his gospel in your heart. Lord, and they prayed after they were persecuted and beaten and tried, and they told him, don't ever speak in that name again. And they got to praying, and the house was shaking. They said, Lord, grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. How, does, how is there power in that name? It goes back to the authority of the name of Jesus. It is a name that is above every name. It's highly exalted. Now, what does that mean? That simply means that God gave that name. 
Mary didn't call that name. Joseph didn't call that name. That didn't come from Isaiah or Jeremiah. God chose that name. Now, if God chose it, then I don't have the right to change it. One lady was asked by Clarence Darrell how you can sing after all you have been through. You are such a wonderful singer and you just sing with such passion and joy. What do you have to sing about after all you've been through? And she said, well, the only thing there is to sing about and his name is Jesus. (laughs) Church, I don't have anything else to sing about. I don't have anything else to come to church for. I don't have anything else to shout about. I don't have anything else to preach about. I can't think of anything better to sing, preach, or talk about than Jesus. Great men of old set their pen to paper and wrote these song words. There's a name I love to hear and I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest name on earth. W.C. Martin again, the name of Jesus is so sweet. I love its music to repeat. It makes my joys full and complete, the precious name of Jesus. Edward Perot wrote, all hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Jesus' name is not only exalted, it's omnipotent, it's almighty, and it's all powerful because it is the name God has chosen to identify himself with by which all redemption is available to you. That means simply that Jesus reigns, rules, he governs. And I'm going to tell you something else. He's in control of everything. Devils cringe in fear and flee at the mention of his all-conquering name. They're tormented by the touch of that name in their life and his victorious hand. On earth, my Jesus is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. He will reign until he puts the last enemy, which is death, under his feet. The name of Jesus, which is above all names, because it is the only name that can bring men to God and bring about transformation in their life. It is that name which is above all names because it's the only name that allows a human being not only to approach God, but to be able to touch God and be made a partaker of his grace, his mercy, his love, his power, and the treasures of all that God has made available. There's one name that makes Satan bow and tremble. Because the Bible says they believe in one God like you do and they tremble. 
And there's only one name that makes the principalities and powers fall on their knees. And that's the name of Jesus. That means every government. I said every government. Every, every Knesset, every Congress, every Senate, every House of Representative, House of Lords, or whatever you want to call it, hula mula wula, they've got to bow to the name of Jesus. If you think the United Nations is in control of anything, they're not in control of anything. It's the name of Jesus. Call any name you want, the devil will spit in its face, but you mention the name of Jesus and he's got to bow down. If we'll raise Jesus to the highest place, I promise you the devil will fall and crumble before that name because Jesus is the conquering name in heaven and I believe that he's going to conquer for the cause of Christ in the earth. The church is not going to be defeated. He said upon this rock. That's not Simon Peter, but that's the revelation of what Simon Peter received. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. It's on that revelation. It's on me preaching the name of Jesus. I'm telling you that there's no gate of hell that can stand against the church. Hallelujah. Daniel 7 said it like this. I saw in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven. You got to understand Daniel was involved with Babylon and he was a captive. Israel was no more. The temple had been destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar and he was a captive in a strange land. And as far as his visions up to this point, the seventh chapter, there was going to come three more world powers after the world power he was involved with in Babylon. So he was seeing that the future was going to even be bleak, that there's going to be a lot of governments that are going to come, one world governments at that particular time that were going to rule the world. And he saw each one of them. Now, I know there's more than one fulfillment to prophetic word, but as far as he was concerned, he saw the ensuing governments that were going to take place. But then... When it looked like that they were going to win the day, Daniel said, and then there was, I saw the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and there was given him dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all people, whoo, can I say it? That all people, can I say it again? That all people. Nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom shall not be destroyed. Y'all can read it on the cheat screens. All you got to do is look up there. Some of you, I guess you can't see it. Your little eyes are dim. God bless you. I know it's age. You might as well just turn to somebody and say, yeah, I'm getting old. But his kingdom shall not be, and his kingdom shall not be, God hath highly exalted him. That means that there is no one, there is nothing that can take from him his authority, 
his power or the kingdom he has set up on this earth. Now I'm gonna tell you what the kingdom of God is here on this earth. It is you. Let me tell you who the church is. Since you don't know who the church is, let me tell you who the church is. And I love you and I thank God for this great building and all the people that sacrificed. We love you and we love all of the people that are in the grave that sacrificed to build this. And it's a wonderful thing, but this is not the church. Roy's the church. Mickey's the church. Brother Wilson's the church. The Simmons dude is the church. Benjamin G. Rye is the church. Now, that means if you exalt Jesus, if you've been baptized in his name and filled with the Holy Ghost, and you're trying to live as holy as you know how to live, you are the church. God does not dwell in buildings made with hands but he lives on the inside of our heart. For he said in his word, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We were sinners broken by sin, but one day we heard a gospel message. Jesus was exalted in our life. And we said, I'm gonna serve him with all of my heart and I'm gonna set my heart to honor his name. And that's what makes the church. You're the kingdom of God. You have authority in the name of Jesus to use that name for his kingdom and his purpose. So you ought to stand up against the spirits that are working in our world right now and you ought to take authority over them in Jesus' name and you ought to say, I'm not gonna let all of this mess get a hold of my faith and my joy and my praise and I'm not gonna let it keep me quiet when the enemy has done everything he can to take all of my good stuff away. I'm gonna stand in the presence of the king that if he takes everything Everything I've got, Lord, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm not going to get bitter, but I'm going to set my heart to honor his name. It is a saving name. It is a delivering name. Woo! It is the name of Jesus that I declare here today. So I ask for you to stand this morning. You thought I was going to ask something else, didn't you? The name of Jesus is honey to my mouth, music to my ear, gladness to my heart. So take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it then wherever you may go. I know a life that is lost to God, bound down by the things of earth. But I know a name, a name, a name that can bring that soul new birth. It is that name that God gave to us. It is by that name that all the family of heaven and of earth shall be named. 
You have received that name if you have been baptized by water and therefore belong to the family of God. But it only works in direct proportion to how you exalt him in your life. How high. Now, I understand that no matter how you feel or think or do doesn't change the inherent power of God's name because it came from God and it is his word that defines it. So what you believe or think will not change its inherent power. It will only disconnect you from it. It will only disconnect you from it. So you can't change what is and already decided by God. Why does people, and and even Isaiah and other prophets have declared, they're going to hate you for my name's sake. And Jesus declared that to his disciples. Why is it that they hate that name? Because it's an exclusive, it it excludes too many people. I mean, if you say that by Jesus Christ, that's the only way to be saved, (laughs) that just puts about all the other religions out on the outside. I mean, I'm not going to the Muslim world and I've preached to Muslims and I've taught Bible studies to Muslims and I love them dearly, but I'm not going to preach to them that they're all right. I mean, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. Say, so what are you going to preach? I'm going to preach Jesus. What do you think I'm going to preach? What I preach today? You need to get baptized in Jesus' name because only in him is there salvation. I was talking with Art Wilson, our United Nations ambassador, who goes to all of these different nations where they can't even have an apostolic church. It's illegal. And these guys are asking them to speak to all of the authorities of their country. And Art said, (laughs) of course, he calls me Brian. He says, Brian, I don't know what, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. He says, I just do what, what I know to do. And that's preach Acts 2.38 and Jesus Christ died for your sins and if you'll believe in him, he'll save every last one of you. That works for me. And the amazing thing is, is they're allowing him to say those things. You say, why? Because they're in a mess and they don't know what to do. They have no answers to their problems. I'm talking about internally, perhaps you wouldn't even be aware of what those problems are. Internationally, of course, you might be aware of some of it, but you wouldn't be aware of any of their localized issues. And they've got localized issues they don't even have the answer to. They don't have the brilliance, but Jesus does. And don't tell me God can't start a revival in that world and just begin to burn with the fire. We've got people getting the Holy Ghost all over. We can't even tell. They can't even tell us how many people because they'll go hunt them down and kill them. And so we can't even let you know what God is doing. But I'm just telling you right now, God is not sleeping. (laughs) 
Gary Thomas, and he ain't sleeping in Pensacola. So I'm going to exalt my Jesus, Brother Ed. Come on, Brother Jacob. I'm going to exalt my Jesus, and I'm going to lift him up, and I'm going to make him high, and his name is above every name. And so, this morning, the Holy Ghost is just awesome in this place right now. Do you need Jesus in your heart? Do you need to be baptized in Jesus' name? Do you need a healing in your physical body where you need God to touch you and heal you? I want you to step out from where you're at right now. And I want you to walk to the front and I want you to stand with me and I want you to declare that name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus. I don't preach the name of Jesus to exclude people. I understand it's exclusionary work. But I preach that they might be included. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he died for everybody. He died for you. Now, whatever you need from the Holy Ghost right now, I want you to step out because God wants to save you and he wants to fill you with his spirit and he wants to deliver you. Come on, come on. All over this building, anybody, anywhere, Come on. It doesn't make any difference where you're from or what your situation is or how messed up everything is in your life. Come on and serve Jesus and make him high, highly exalted, highly exalted. And a name which is above every name. I want that name. But see, here's the most important thing that I want you to do today because this is perhaps the most important thing. I've just revealed to you what God's already done and inherently placed in the name and that will not change regardless of what happens to you or to me or anyone else. That's there. But I want it to create a covering in your life to where everything this book says that name can do, it will do it in you, just like it's stated and just like I preached it. But to do that, you must set your heart to honor his name. You must honor that name. You must obey. You must honor that name. And if you will honor that name, then everything that name says is yours. It's all yours. He said, all things are yours if you honor his name. So I want you to take the person that's standing with you if, if, uh, and just say, you know what? I want you to come and pray with me up here in the front. And I want you to just, uh, and most of you are standing with your families and say, just bring your family with you and you're just going to pray together and the Holy Ghost is going to work and move on people's hearts and people are going to receive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to them. 
So I want every one of you right now to lift up your voice and your hands and I want you to begin to repent. I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to seek the Lord. I want you to begin to call upon the name of Jesus. hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.